Have you ever wondered whatever happened to the great insights I used to get when I meditated? What's to look forward to this week? Huh. What about next week? You know, I'm so grateful for my life, but why aren't I at least a little bit happier? These are some of the thoughts you could be having when you're in a spiritual plateau, and it can feel really, really big. Hi there. My name is Tessa Lynn Alburn. Welcome to Say Yes to Your Soul. This is where we're going to talk about how you can get past your spiritual plateaus, raise your feminine energy, and express your true self with sparkle. Hello there. Welcome to this discussion today on a topic that is close to my heart and I'm happy to bring it to you because I know that there's not a lot of discussion about this out there yet, but it's a really important factor on the spiritual journey and something that really hadn't come into my consciousness for quite a while. And when I realized what it was, I recognized how important it is to so many people. And I think, especially as a woman, it's really important because it's so easy to get this mixed up with your identity. What we're talking about today is the spiritual plateau. Now, this is a phase that we can all encounter on our personal growth journey, and it can be both enlightening. It can also be challenging. The problem with some of the challenges is that it tends to dim us down. And I think that's where we start to lose passion and we start to lose energy and focus. So today I'm going to delve into some of the nuances of this plateau, look at some of the thoughts, energy dynamics, some of the problems, and get you started on some ways to start navigating it. When we find ourselves in a spiritual plateau, often there's sort of this sense, this feeling of dullness, of flatness, kind of an eh, you know, like just kind of hard to be excited about things. And we could have fleeting moments of unmet needs, you know, oh, I need this. And then we push it aside. The same with like a longing, like, oh, I want something more. I want this. I want that. I want deeper connection to others in my life or to myself or to the universe. And what's happening? Why isn't that happening for me? But we tend to push those thoughts aside or just avoid them altogether. And then we settle into the familiar. And this works for a while because it's comfortable, right? It's that comfortable place. We don't have to upset ourselves. We don't have to upset anybody else. It just is like, well, wait a second. My life's not that bad. (laughs) There's that too right? Like, why do I want to complain about anything? Or why do I need more? So we start to question even what we're yearning for. And as we convince ourselves that our lives are pretty good, we tend to shut the door on the possibility of growth. And so it's a catch-22. We wind up sort of in this limbo land. We continue with our routines. You know, we're definitely doing things but we're not going forward. The needle, so to speak, is not moving forward. 
we placate ourselves with our gratitude practices or we think, well, this should be enough. You know, like I've learned all this stuff. I've raised my emotional intelligence and I'll just meditate. Maybe there's an answer there for me. But failing to confront the underlying emotions that simmer beneath the surface is a problem because that leads to low energy. It is a repression. And so it's sort of this low-grade state. It's not necessarily depression, but it's a little bit melancholy. Maybe there's a smile on our face and we seem to be doing okay to everybody else around us, but we're like, "Eh, you know, okay, I'm just kind of going through my life and I shouldn't say anything, shouldn't want anything more. So it becomes almost like a state of emotional autopilot and true growth eludes us. One of the common patterns that I see in working with women is that there is this tendency, a willingness really to give a supportive ear, to offer empathy, to offer guidance to others when they're facing challenges. And of course, this is a wonderful trait to have, but it's also draining if you're not receiving the energy that you put into that relationship. So you can't just like giving energetically without receiving. And so very often in a spiritual plateau, we find that women need to raise their capacity to receive without being in that flow of the receiving and letting energy come back, then passion begins to fade. Things become sort of more duty oriented or role-oriented, identity-oriented, and then there's a sense of disconnection from our true selves. You know, hitting a plateau is akin to hitting one in weight loss. Spiritual plateau is very similar to that. Our spiritual practices that were once effective, that helped us get where we are and create a certain amount of awareness and consciousness and change behaviors, it just seems to lose its strength, its potency. And then we get maybe a little frustrated around the edges, but I think most of the people that I work with really tend to go to this place of feeling like something's wrong with them or that they're just doing something wrong and they don't know what it is that they need to shift. So at this juncture, it's really important to understand that your spiritual essence, your high power, your higher power, the universe, none of these things have abandoned you but rather you're just at a place of equilibrium. And if you don't remember that, it is going to be really easy to go to that place of, well, there must be something wrong with me. What happened to the zing? What happened to the ahas? Now, I can definitely relate to this. I had been working as a healer, helping others to transform their lives. And it was all going very well. People were really happy. But there was this sense that my own life was completely static. Like it just wasn't going anywhere. You know, I, I had about the same level of income. I had the same amount of free time. I felt the same amount of connection. Instead of having more and being more excited about this great stuff that was happening in client sessions, it was like, I'd be momentarily happy. And then I'd be like, okay, I did my job. And at the same time, I also had an inner dialogue telling me that I should be content with what I have. This is enough. Why should you be asking for more? So I basically convinced myself that I shouldn't be asking for more and I should just be happy as a healer and and do that, that that's a good enough life. So I went back to what I was doing. 
one of the other things that would take me back there was to remind myself that I was doing a service. And providing service is one of my values. It's so important. But when it's a dampener on my own needs, that's where it's not helping. So we want to always be looking beyond that, be of service and tend to ourselves. So as time went by in this state that I was in, this was quite a while of a lot of years, time went by and I started to have less and less energy and less and less motivation for the things that I really enjoyed in life. I was taking trips on the weekend and suddenly I was like, "Eh, I don't need to do that. No, I've done it. I'll just stay at home. Oh, you know, so whatever it was, I had a lot of interest and I just started to say, I don't really need that. That was sort of how it showed up for me. And I was doing all these meditations and working on myself, but it wasn't getting to what was going to take it and move it forward. Simultaneously, I also was going through something on a physical level and that was getting worse and it was resulting in more physical pain at the time. And because of that, I sought out some different types of soul work just to see if it would help with that. So I did some soul work and that was actually pretty great. It didn't help me with the physical stuff, but it helped me with my energy a little bit. And I did wind up needing to go get some physical support from somebody. But one thing that did happen was a synchronicity. When I was doing the soul work with someone, then they were like, hey, have you done this? And, you know, talk to this person. And so the answers came from there in that synchronicity. So I started reclaiming these fragmented parts of myself, parts that I had lost or dissociated from due to all the things that I'd been through in my life. I began to reignite my soul spark and my passion for life. And finally, I reached this tipping point, and that's where the breakthrough happened. I couldn't have planned it. I needed to do the process to get there, and then it occurred. And when it did, it was like this entire veil lifted off of me. And I hadn't even known that there was one. I didn't know it was there because I didn't know that anything else was possible. I didn't know I could see things differently and feel things differently. It was really beautiful. And through having done the soul work that I did, my connection with the universe and my higher power were restored. It was a lot like the lights, you know, came back on again. Everything was in technicolor and my entire relationship to my clients and to how I could serve others changed. In great ways, I realized that I could actually serve more clients now, right? Not fewer, more, because I had the energy for it. And I had this greater vision that had been given to me when the veil was lifted. It was super exciting. What I want you to know is that when you're in a spiritual plateau, that is definitely an invitation to go deeper, to go on a deeper journey of discovery. And it's also about recognizing that you have the power to reignite your connection with the universe and your inner essence, rather than just trying to get that quick fix or change one thought or change even a whole bunch of thoughts, because it's not going to all happen through your thoughts. We're going to explore the path to wholeness, to restoration and self-expression that's in alignment with your true self. And this is where things get really fun. Because everything's in alignment. It's like having the orchestra tuned up and it sounds great. 
one thing that I want you to start doing is to start giving yourself permission to actually desire more from life, to take a few moments every day and start to cultivate those questions. What is it I really am longing for? What am I yearning for? What would be fulfilling? And to be in those questions and not shut them down so quickly. The second thing is I want you to prioritize yourself. Start doing that even if it's just an occasional thing and even if it is feeling unfamiliar, it would make sense that it would. You're not here just to support other people. You're here to live your own life of spiritual connectedness, contribution, and wholeness, healing of yourself and the growth in your own soul. And sometimes that's going to work out there in the world and other people to go, oh, good for you. And other times they're not going to even notice. Eventually they do because they're like, what's happened? Wow, she's really different. The third thing I want you to do is I want you to reflect on how your spiritual journey has actually evolved because it's not like you haven't done anything. So I want you to acknowledge that it's natural for you to have needs and desires that have changed, changed over time. Have some appreciation for that. I'm so glad you're here. And I really thank you for taking the time to listen. If you find that you want more guidance or support along your journey, it would be an honor to guide you into your next chapters. So feel free to reach out to me in any of the locations that you find me or send me a message through sayyestoyoursoulpodcast.com. There's a contact page. And if you do want to give back in a small way here, there is one thing you can do, which is to give feedback, give reviews, download, because that helps the system to know that things are happening and more people can find us. More women who are experiencing similar challenges. I encourage you to engage in this process with an open heart, especially for yourself. And may your day be filled with sweet connection and vibrant inner light. Bye-bye for now. All right. If you're hearing this message, you have listened to our newest Say Yes to Your Soul episode all the way to the end. And for that, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I invite you to stay updated with me. And the best way to do that is to sign up for my free gift, Three Steps for How to Reignite Your Soul Fire. And you can get that at tessafreegift.com tessafreegift.com or just go to the podcast website say yes to your soul podcast.com and that's where we have all the episodes and more i wish you an amazing day